Welcome back to another episode of Powerful Project. Today, we are going to talk about if you're training hard enough, how you know if you're training hard enough, what are reps in reserve, what are RPEs, what is, what are all those things. So I think often people get those words, they might have heard about it, but they don't really know what they stand for. So we're going to explain all of that to you today and make sure that you are training hard enough to an extent that aligns with your goals as well. First of all, if you're a beginner's training, it's important to focus on your form and technique before what we're going to talk about now. So this is about determining your intensity that you're training at. Number one most important thing is getting good form and technique. This can be challenging enough at the beginning. So make sure you're prioritizing learning over the, the movements, mm-hmm. over pushing yourself super hard. Then you're going to have a really, really good base to actually start pushing yourself a little bit harder in the gym. So make sure you are following programs that have good explanation of form and technique, like what you're working on, or work with a coach, work with someone who's helping you, just so you know you're doing it correctly, first of all. There's no point in pushing hard at the gym mm-hmm. if you're not got correct form, because you might be at a higher chance of injury, or if it's going to be misaligned, there's no point in doing that. So that's the first thing we need to let you know about. So if you're a brand new beginner, focus on your form and technique. Yeah. And if you're a brand new beginner and you've seen everyone doing deadlifts and barbell squats, hey... That's cool. That's something that you can work towards too. But I personally wouldn't put someone straight under the bar. I want to see their movement patterns first. Make sure that you can move in that certain way before we go under the bar. Because you have to remember, a bar is still 20 kilo. Like it's not nothing. So it's really important that you're starting with the basics, nailing those foundations, and then we start pushing weight. So when you have been training regularly and you're feeling you're pretty, you know, able to do the basic movements, it's really good to have some tools or ways to know that you're actually training at the right intensity for you. So the first way that is often used is called RPE or the rate of perceived exertion. It's a scale. So it's from one to 10. It's the simplest way to know whether you're working hard enough. And then people use the number as to what your perceived exertion is that you're doing at that exercise. I always ask my clients from one to 10. And when it's a new client, I'm like, one is like you've done nothing. Mm -hmm. Tennis, you're getting run over by a truck. <laughs> you have to run as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to make sure you've got a simple scale to know whether you're working at the right intensity. Because when you follow certain programs, you don't always want to be going at max effort every single week because that is definitely a sign to burn out. You want to make sure you're working at moderate intensity, slightly harder intensity, and sometimes pushing yourself. Then you can mm-hmm. go back to moderate intensity. That's a really good way to make sure your program is actually going to be sustainable. But that means you need to start knowing as to when you are working at a 6 or a 7 out of 10 or an 8 or a 9 or you're working at max amount. Like that's going to be really important. And while it's not a perfect scale, like you won't always know exactly what a 6 is. It's just going to help you a lot to make sure that you're more aware of your training. So if your coach does use RPE, that's great. Or you can use it with yourself to make sure that you can start figuring out where you're working out of 10. Yeah, when you're not quite sure, you can use the 0.5. Or what my, <laughs> my clients have started doing, they're like, it's a light six. A light six. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, what is a light six? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a heavy eight. And I'm like, it's a heavy seven. I'm like, do you want to go up or not? <laughs> so I'm leaning towards mm. nine, but I'm just not there yet. Yeah, so I quite like that. And it can take a little bit of time to get used to it. And it's you, unless you failed a lift or you've gotten really close to failure, I think it's really hard to judge mm. when you're really at the eight, nine. Yeah. 10 mark and I personally find it really hard to stay under the f- like five or oh, six yeah. I find hard light because then. am I slight am I like pushing myself am I not really pushing myself is this a five or could I go heavier 
But then sometimes I find when you do go heavier, like, oh, now it's more than <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah, that was a six. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of practice for sure. Yeah, but it's definitely a great scale to use to figure out whether you're working hard enough. Because mm-hmm. I know some clients who they've started training and they've become pretty consistent, but then they can start getting to that plateau phase of their training where they've actually gotten strong enough and they're doing okay at their program. It's like, well, what is this out of 10 to you now? Like, if this weight is pretty easy now, like, you know, it's a five or a four, it's time to go up. Mm-hmm. And another way you can use this, or it's actually another scale, but it's kind of similar, is called reps in reserve, which is the other way around. So if it was an eight out of 10, it meant you could probably do two more reps mm-hmm. and then hit failure. Or if it's seven out of 10, you could probably do three more reps before you hit failure. So if someone's getting to an exercise, like they're doing a five kilo goblet squat, they're doing 10 reps and three sets, and they are getting to the end of their reps, like they're hitting 10, like, oh man, I could probably do yeah. three more reps. Then that's probably go up. Yeah, you could probably go up. So it's time to actually increase the difficulty of the exercise by being aware of your reps in reserve. And it's also a good way to make sure that you're not always pushing yourself to that max level too. Because yeah. if every exercise you're going for like, you could on- only get maybe one more rep, then you're probably pushing yourself really hard, which can start making yourself need more recovery on the other end, mm-hmm. or you might be pushing yourself more towards uh, risk of injury. So yeah. it's important to know that there's two ways to see this. And there are two different scales. We can't go ham every week. We've got yeah. to focus on recovery as well. And I think that's why both of us, I think we've talked about this before as well. We always like to give rep ranges because mm-hmm. I think it's hard sometimes to understand when you can actually go up in weight. So if you mm-hmm. have a rep range, my the easiest way for someone to progressively overload over time, but making sure that we're not frying the nervous system is, hey, do eight to 10 reps. And then you pick up a weight that you can do the 8 to 10 reps with and it feels like a 6, 7, something like that. Next week, pick the same weight. If it's still, if you can get 10 reps, cool, maybe go up in weight and then only do 8 reps and then build up to 10 again, then go up in weight and build up to 10 again and then repeat that process. Because that way, even if you are on your menstrual cycle, even if you've not slept enough, even if, I don't know, you haven't fueled yourself enough, because you're going on that rep range or end on the RPE scales, you're adjusting the load to you on the day rather than going black or white and being like, mm-hmm. today I have to hit 50 kilo because my program says 50 kilo. If your program says go 8 to 10 reps RPE 7, you're like, oh, today 50 kilo feels like an RPE 9. <laughs> yeah. Next week I might go 55 and it feels like a 7. So it's really important to acknowledge that weeks will be different and you can't just hit the same weight every single week as well and we have to cycle and I think I'm, Callan's going to sing you a song from that, <laughs> but I'm someone that's really, really guilty of always wanting to go up on my on my weights. And then if the program tells me 80, I will do 80. If the program tells me 90, I'll do 90, no matter what, even if it feels like a 10 out of 10. And then uh, because I'm such a competitive person, I overshoot RPEs, but it's really important to know that the RPEs are there for a reason. Mm. We don't want to overshoot them because that leads into re- recovery so if you're overshooting your RPEs and it's a new training block, how are you going to progressively overload through that training block and get better if you're frying your nervous system first week in? It's a very important tool to use. And like you said, if you can use it to judge whether you're having a bit of a harder week, you don't have to push the numbers you did last week just because you can back it off a little, stay compassionate about yourself, recover, and then build back up again. And you'll probably have a way better session next time. It's very important. So those are two tools you can use that are like physical, not physical, numeric tools, like they're numbers you can use to actually give yourself some information. 
Other ways to make sure that you're pushing yourself hard enough in the gym is to be aware of your progression. So we just mentioned progressive overload, which is slowly getting stronger over time or increasing the difficulty over time so that you get stronger, fitter, faster, better, or improve your health markers. There are ways to progress. So if you're tracking your progress, you're going to actually see it. So it's important to know if you are working out frequently every week, have a way to track your progress. And if you notice improvements over time in your strengths, your numbers in the gym are going up, your endurance, so you're able to hold planks for longer, you're able to do cardio exercise for longer, or other fitness markers, like it might be your mobility or flexibility, that's still an improvement, then that's a great positive sign that you're challenging yourself enough. So if you're slowly seeing uh, improvement over time, there might be a few plateaus here and there, that is normal. But if you have been on the same weights six months and see no improvement, it's probably time to push yourself a little bit more or address what in your life is not letting you push yourself enough to improve because it is important to see progress. Otherwise, we do plateau for a long time. Yeah, and then we stop seeing results. Yeah. So plateaus are normal, but if you are someone and you're always picking up the three kilo dumbbells for the same exercise Mm -hmm. for the last six months, there's a big reason or like a big thing that you might not be able to see the results because you're not giving your body the stimulus that it needs Mm -hmm. and you're just like yeah I'm comfortable here and you're like "Mm, come on push a little harder but then on the flip side like don't push too hard every single session either yeah if you're cripplingly sore after every session and you're sweating like crazy and like that's you might be pushing it too hard and then again you might not see results because your poor body's just like I can't recover from this yeah and it will slow you down so finding that little balance in the middle is really important and your progression is going to show you 100% whether you're on track. Yeah, and really, really important that how much you sweat, how many calories you burn or how sore you're feeling the next day is not the reason you should be pushing you to a level. Mm -hmm. This is not telling you that you've worked really hard. This is not telling you that this is the only way. Like you shouldn't push yourself that hard that you can't walk every single session. No. That's not the progression you're looking at. (laughs) So please track your progress in an app or a notebook or in some way so you know that you're getting slowly better over time. And also with your body composition too, if Mm -hmm. that's your goal, then make sure you're tracking it in some way because that's going to be a positive sign that you're actually challenging yourself appropriately, just the right amount. Next one, Foreman technique. So Foreman technique was at the start. If you're a beginner, you need to focus on your Foreman technique. But as you're more advanced, you don't want to lose your Foreman technique. So if you're pushing yourself, it's really important to maintain proper or as close to proper form and technique to avoid injury, but also to make sure you're doing the exercise correctly. So you're using the right muscles. You're actually engaging them through their full range of motion. If you're losing your form and it's breaking down, you're probably pushing too hard or using too much weight. You don't want to be pushing your exercise so much that everything's starting to break down. It's not going to be a good time. At the same time, if you're really needing to work on your form and technique first please stick with that for a long time before you start pushing it up like if you're struggling to learn the squat don't just start going up just because Mm -hmm. keep working on it until you improve which may mean more mobility or more extra corrective exercises are needed before you start pushing the intensity because there's nothing worse than injuring yourself and then having to go back I always tell my clients like it's not worth ending 10 kilos if you have to go 10 steps back after because you hurt yourself. An avoidable injury particularly. Yeah. Like if it's yeah. something that you knew, oh, I could just stay here yeah. and I wouldn't injure yeah. myself. But if you added yeah, 10 kilos to your deadlift and hurt your back, oh, you've done, you've done it. So, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and no it's point. super important that if you need help with your lifts, then ask for help. Like there's PTs, get a form check, send your form video mm-hmm. somewhere because that's your foundation. And Again, if you're not using the right muscles, your progress is going to be going to be so much slower. Mm-hmm. You could 
I, I know for myself back in the day when I was training and I never asked anyone for anything, but I wasn't using the right muscles. I wasn't using my glutes when I needed to fill in my glutes. I wasn't using that and I wasn't progressively overloading. So you can waste a lot of time by doing it that way. So you really want to make sure that we are learning where to move, how to move, to make the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want is as well going to the gym, ticking all the boxes, doing all the things, but then you're not actually making the most of it because you are being a bit lazy or you're just like, I do, it's so hard to describe it in words on a podcast, but you know when you're doing like a lunge, you can do a lunge like up and down or you can do a lunge with body weight that hurts and really because you're really using work. your glutes yeah. and you know how to drive and you're pushing your foot in the floor. And there's such a, it's like training and exercising or it's like mm-hmm. moving and moving. Yeah. So there's so much to it. So get help if you need it. I get you. Your form and technique should improve over time as you get stronger, yeah. as you get better, like as you get more able to hold your spine in the correct position, as you're more able to engage your core, yeah. as you're stronger in your legs. You should see that really good improvement in your form. Don't let it stop you from learning, but at the same time, don't let it break down over time yeah. because you know, I see a lot of people ego lifting in the gym with terrible form and it's not getting them anywhere at yeah. all. That number on the bar is nowhere near as important as having correct yeah, it's like rep 10 should still look like rep 1. Yes. And if it breaks down that much, it's probably because you're lifting too heavy. Yeah, 100%. The next one is post-workout fatigue. So feeling just the right amount of fatigue after workout is normal. So close, feeling a bit tired, maybe a little bit of DOMS, a little bit of muscle soreness. If it's your first couple of sessions, you'll probably feel very sore. Yeah. <laughs> that is normal. It because gets better, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't done it in a while. So it's important to know that there will be a little bit of post-workout fatigue. But it should feel like you've just challenged your body, like the muscles are worked, they're engaged, maybe a little bit of uh, fatigue, you can have a good sleep, you need to eat and hydrate yourself enough. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be that you are so exhausted the next day or you've got this prolonged soreness for more than three, four or five days. That is you're pushing yourself too hard. Um, it could also be that you're not fueling yourself enough to recover. Mm-hmm. So if you're finding you're doing a normal workout and you're just not recovering, something else is definitely going on in your body. You may need to work on your sleep, your hydration, your stress management, or your nutrition. So it's important to notice that you're listening to your body post-workout, giving it appropriate rest, but also making sure you're still challenging yourself enough. If you feel nothing the next day also, it's probably a little bit easy. Like, yeah. like nothing like at all. Nothing. If you feel completely the same, yeah, you probably need to work a little bit more. You should just feel a little bit of work, but it's important to make sure you're aware of your post-workout fatigue. Mm-hmm. And what comes with that is also being aware that you need to eat to recover after so Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother podcast but really making sure that you're fueling your body and not just going to a gym and then running on an empty tank Mm -hmm. because that won't help your post-workout recovery at all so super important but then we also need to make sure that we are performing during our workouts so are you able to complete the workout with ease how much effort are you putting in should we increase it all so I think there's like exercises that can be really hard of a workout And then sometimes if you have a really hard A1 exercise, you might not be able to shift as much load for your accessories at the end. But making sure that we are still pushing exercises, like each exercise, not just a whole exercise or not just looking at the first exercise that you're doing after workout, but making sure that the whole workout is challenging enough. And I know for myself that I'm more like, I did heavy squats and I went up (laughs) in heavy squats, so I'm going to skip or like <laughs> not do my accessories at the end. And I, that's not the goal. Like you shouldn't push yourself so, to, hard, yeah, so you... hard in the beginning that you can't complete your session. But also know that, yes, an A1 exercise might be a heavier one. 
to go lighter on the accessory exercises, but still push yourself to an extent because usually, depending on how your coach designs it, but usually the first two are your compound exercises and then they are a little bit lighter with higher reps that can still just be as fatiguing. Yeah, if well, later using, in the workout. Yeah. 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 Now, it's important to make sure you're still using the RPE scale, still pushing yourself yeah. to that number that you're aiming for. But yeah, the number might not always be the same if one exercise was first in your mm-hmm. program, but then in another program it's second or third. Obviously, you'll be a little bit more fatigued, so it makes sense. But still make sure your performance during your workouts is staying at the right amount. You're not getting two, through your workouts too easily, but it's also you're not able to get through them at all and skipping exercises. Yeah. That's actually a big sign that <laughs> are they just being much. slack or it's too much is if you start thinking, oh, I cannot face doing my, you know, uh, buys and tries at the end or like my core or glute work. Lots of people say they skip their core and glutes. I'm like, but that's still the important postural muscles you need at the end. So try not to skip them. They're very important. Yeah. And make sure the workout is actually something you can manage to do. They don't always have to have a million exercises. Even five or six exercises can be a really good workout. Yeah. Just make sure that it's something you can actually commit to and your performance can increase. And not every workout needs to be in one and a half hours. Like no, if you have no. 45 minutes, you have 45 minutes. Yeah. But then... If you're designing your own workouts or if a coach does it, then let your coach know you only have 45 minutes so we can take that into account and still give you the most bang for your buck mm-hmm. in that 45 minutes. Because mm-hmm. there are heaps of ways to train yeah. and it just has to suit you and work for your lifestyle. And then it's consistency. So if you can remain consistent to your workout routine and progressively overload over time, it's a good indication you're on the right track. If you can't commit to it for more than two weeks at a time, it's probably too much or you need to work around your lifestyle a little bit more, or if you have been doing the same thing for too long, it's probably time to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, we're finding that mid-ground. We'll look at your consistency and where you're currently at to see if you need to up the ante a little bit, if you're just right, or you need to slow it down a little bit and make sure that it's something you can actually do. And then listen to your body. Of course, pay attention to how you actually feel in your workouts. If you feel really energized and accomplished after a workout, it's a, probably a good sign you've pushed yourself mm-hmm. enough. Like, yeah, again, a little bit sore, a little bit tired is good, but you feel good. If you feel overly fatigued, dizzy, nauseous, you're throwing up, <laughs> it's probably a sign you've overdone it. I know. Probably went to F45. Yeah, I've thrown <laughs> a few camps that are like that. Like, like, if you're not throwing up afterwards, you haven't pushed yourself. Oh, I'm like, not everyone is becoming a Navy SEAL. Like, you don't yeah. need to be pushing yourself this hard. And sometimes it can be fun. Like, every now and then, sometimes yeah. Sometimes it can be really fun to push yourself to the next limit, but... Mm. You don't need to Not do this every, every week. Week. No. 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 Stick with the uh, RP scale and the reps and reserve we talked about at the start. Make sure that you're working at the right intensity for you. So make sure that you are going to see amazing results over time and make sure that you're pushing yourself enough in the gym. This is how you're going to know that you're on the right track. I hope this episode helped you and that you are going to go to the gym now, <laughs> listening to your body and pushing yourself right. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to hear more and stay updated when we release any episode. But we would also love for you to write a review if this has resonated with you. Remember that nothing changes if nothing changes. Reflect on what you've learned today and message us your key takeaways. If you discovered a new RPE, let us know. (laughs) Until next time, keep showing up for yourself, take action for your health and remember that you are powerful.